Hello, and welcome to Birthish, the podcast where everyone's birth story matters. Hello, I'm Tiara, a millennial mom, doula, and lactation specialist. And I'm Jaisha, a millennial midwife and women's health advocate. We have joined together to create a space to discuss all things related to birth. This space was also created to educate and allow women to share their birth stories, Every woman has a journey, and it's just so inspiring when women can come together to fellowship and share. Please remember that the information on this show is not medical advice and cannot be used to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at birth.ish. We would love to hear your feedback. DM us and let us know what topics you would like to hear, what we can do better, or if you would like to be a guest. Now it's time for some... Birth-ish. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Birth-ish. We have started our second series, and I'm so happy to be back. We have so much in store for you this season. If you missed it, make sure you go back to our trailer episode this year, and we have shared in that episode what you can look forward to. Yes. Hey, Tiara. Hey, girl. Um, We missed you guys so much. Like she mentioned, we gave a lot in our trailer. If you want to know what's going to be happening this season, we're so excited. Um, You can go back and listen to that. We're so grateful. I would just say we're so grateful for all the support and how well the podcast has done so far. We've had over like, I think it's like almost 2000 like listens. Woo! Yes! We've had the podcast for like a year so like less than a year actually. So I'm just like so excited. Um, this season is gonna be so amazing. We have some amazing guests, amazing moms coming on, partners, everything. It's just gonna be great. Um, if like we mentioned before in our last episode, if you have DM'd us or emailed us about being on the podcast, we have not forgotten about you. We get a lot of emails and messages and we're gonna try to respond back and get everybody on here um, in different ways as we mentioned. Um, so I'm not going to hold it up any longer because I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> we have four, not one, but four amazing guests joining us today. So tell the people our topic for today, Tierra. Okay, so we're going to talk about the hot topic, right? Every pregnant person or mom, new mom who has given birth, um, what how long has it been what since March now (laughs) oh my god um has had the unique experience of being pregnant during a pandemic okay so um of course we're not making light of the situation we know that COVID has changed our lives in many ways and changed changed the way that we've done things um and the birth world has had to kind of adjust to those changes as well from the virtual appointments and the limited guests in the room while laboring. And oh my gosh, just the isolation um, that pregnant women have faced. I think that it was lost on me. I talked to um, one of my doula clients last week and she was saying she has had her baby, but she was saying how a lot of her family members were mad because they didn't know she was pregnant. <laughs> and she wow. was like, of course you wouldn't know because we don't see each other anymore we don't go to church so it's like if you don't hit me up or if we're not connected on social media you wouldn't know so that can be such an isolating um 
feeling, you know, and just changing the way we do baby showers, right? And all these mm -hmm. new changes, but we just thought it would be great to um, gather, like Jaisha said, four moms. I don't think we've ever had four moms <laughs> at no. one time. Um, so I'll let Jaisha kind of take it away and lead us into that. Yeah, I mean, we had to start off with the bang. It couldn't be just one. <laughs> we had to have four. So um, as Tara mentioned, we thought it would be a great episode since a lot of moms are going through the same thing to kind of give their perspective as far as their pregnancy, their birth, and how they're kind of dealing with postpartum. So we're going to jump right in and introduce our amazing guest. So um, ladies, you can jump in and kind of tell us about yourselves, your name, where you're located, and maybe one word that describes your pregnancy or postpartum experience since COVID so far. And we're going to start with Tyshonda. Oh, hi, I am Tyshonda Banks. Hey. <laughs> hello, hello, ladies. Um, thanks for having me back. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> it was awesome the first time. I can't wait. But um, yeah, so... Um, I'm a mother of two. I have a two-year-old and he, my son is about to be three months on the 26th of this month. Um, the one word to describe, I guess, my birth experience and postpartum, I would just say it was, um, it was kind of like, I guess, uh, free, willing, I guess. I mean, for one, um, I got shared before in the past, um, my past meeting with you guys, I just literally just lean on God about the whole thing, especially during this pandemic. It was kind of, you know, crazy because it was unexpected for starters. I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> we were trying, but not this fast. And so we got, you know, we got pregnant really fast, but um, yeah, sorry for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, totally so, okay. Like, yeah. Don't, you don't have to apologize. Have but to apologize. yeah, uh, that's one way I can say it was just it was just free, unexpected. You know, that's basically my how I describe it. Yes, and where are you located? I am located here in Brian's Road, Maryland, in the Bloomies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so nice to have you, Tyshonda. We can't wait to hear more about yes. your story. We're happy to and have you back. Yes. Um, and next, we're going to have Nia. Hey, everybody. My name is Nia. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have a two-year-old and I have a three-month-old. Um, one word to describe my pregnancy was a surprise. I did not know I was pregnant until I was seven months you guys oh my god oh my god <laughs> what during this pandemic i got another job i was working two jobs one of my jobs was literally at target and literally all i did was like walk and do things and like, i was super <laughs> active and i had no idea then it dawned oh on me <laughs> and i was and i went to the the OBGYN she said ma'am you are 31 weeks pregnant I, a whole baby inside of me oh my so, goodness needless to say I had two months to prepare in a pandemic oh my god, um, <laughs> oh my god. for a child wow <laughs> oh my gosh like I knew you were far along but I didn't know you were that far along That's, I literally I just found out <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect word Nia <laughs> it really is 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. Okay, next we're gonna go to Brianna. Hi everyone, my name is Brianna. I'm currently located in Virginia. And uh, one word to describe my pregnancy, I can honestly say, especially for my first one, is um, perfect from beginning to end. There's nothing I would change about it, like, at all. Yay, so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. We can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, and next, we have Destiny. Hey, guys. My name is Destiny Smith. I'm located in Durham, North Carolina. Um, I have a four-year-old boy. His name is Quinn. And I have a four-month-old that I just had on August 30th. And her name is Corinne. Um, uh, a word that I would describe my pregnancy, a word to describe my pregnancy, I would say, honestly, peaceful. Um and it was peaceful because I actually hit my pres uh, pregnancy, but intentionally. Um, it was just, I felt this time, I just wanted to do something different. And um, the environment that I'm in, or that I was in, um, like the first time around, I learned just to keep some things to myself. So this was just one of those things. And uh, I did not reveal that I was pregnant, not even to like my sister or anybody till I was seven months when I was ready um, to do so. And also I had to come to terms with it because it was a surprise at the same time. So I was able to go through the motions on my own instead of like dealing with other people's opinions and different things like that. So that's why I was, that's why I would describe it as peaceful. So <laughs> relatable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes oh my gosh everybody I feel like all of your babies are around the same month and then Corinne's birthday that's we have the same birthday <laughs> I didn't even know that no um, I didn't know that either my birthday twin <laughs> but it makes sense yeah because my sister yeah <laughs> with you <laughs> yes so um me and Tia are going to jump into some questions um you guys can feel free to um we will take about one to two people for each question since we have like a lot of them um so I'll let Tiara jump into the questions hmm okay how do I want to start this off I think I want to just jump off with a bang okay I want to know what was your biggest fear related to birth during the pandemic Uh, I'll answer. Oh, um, I did not realize I was pregnant until I got back from Atlanta. And we all know that Atlanta has been like a hub for the pandemic. So I was kind of worried because there are no studies, no research, no anything about moms with COVID nor babies with COVID, like nothing so far. Um, so I just um, was kind of reserved afterwards, like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, <laughs> how is this baby about to come out? Um, but, you know, just just fearful of actually having COVID or my child having COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's real, especially like, yeah, we've heard a lot about Atlanta and just like being around anybody, honestly, it's just 
you just never know who who anyone is around so it's just like kind of can be kind of scary at that like even your own family members and stuff because you don't know who they've been around or Mm -hmm. so it's like that's definitely really scary it's like you can get it from being with around one person or being around a crowd you never know so right yeah let's see with that anybody else want to share I would say this is destiny um I would say my biggest fear during the pandemic was simply like just any kind of medical concerns being overlooked um because during the pandemic they were not allowing you know people to come into the hospital unless it was something they thought that was like an emergency or if you had to take your glucose test so um just to wrap it up I had a little um a mild case of cholestasis, but I knew it was that. And based upon, just because I didn't have one symptom of it, um, the doctor didn't want me to come in, but I knew it was, I knew it was that, but just because my hands and my feet wasn't itching, she was like, well, we're not going to test you for it. But, you know, cholestasis can be fatal to the newborn. So um, that was one of my biggest fears, just like any of my medical concerns being, um, overlooked just because it doesn't sound serious enough yes I think that's definitely a vital point um because especially with the you know appointments going virtual and then like you said people only coming in for what they consider emergencies but I really I mean we could go off of a few things on that like I liked how you advocated for yourself you know and you know it's like I need to like be seen so I think that was great and speaking of that how how were you guys experienced with virtual appointments like how did you like them or not like them This is Tashonda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I liked them because I didn't have to go nowhere. I liked mm-hmm. the fact that I was able to sit home and just talk to somebody. And if I had any questions, I, I like that one-on-one kind of vibe and not having to sit and wait, check in and all that type of stuff. So it, that was actually pretty cool. I really enjoyed that part the most. And um, I was able to get direct answers to my questions without being feel like I'm being rushed out mm-hmm. so, that was cool yeah I, I definitely oh Destiny what'd you say no I'm sorry I was saying I would agree with that it was very convenient you know when you're juggling like life especially I mean in the pandemic as we're talking about and if you have other kids and just different things it's just it was so much more easier just to log on from where you are you know mm-hmm. and check in mm-hmm. instead of like that long dramatic wait like she said and the commute and everything like that so it was it was very convenient I would say yeah so it's kind of like we got the best of both worlds like the like we've we learned that some appointments can be virtual you know where you don't actually have to come in but also kind of making a balance where you still feel like you would be able to be heard and seen like in case of an emergency you know and not being kind of put off So I think it did have some, you know, good things and then some things that were a little bit more needed a little bit, I guess, to work through it a little bit more to make sure because I've had a lot of moms say they felt like how Destiny mentioned before, like if there was an emergency, I don't know if I would be able to get help just because you're kind of might push me off. So, um, so that leads me to one more question. So how did you go about picking your birth village since with this pandemic, you could only kind of have like one person. So, and I know it might've been different depending on where you guys gave birth. So I want to know, I guess 
everybody can briefly answer like who was there with you and who did you pick for your, I guess, your support person? We can start with Brianna. Okay, so um, for me, I had birth at a birth center. So the rules were kind of different as far as who I can have with me at birth. So I was able to have, well, originally it was still kind of, they were still kind of lenient. I could still kind of have however many people I wanted. But as COVID got worse, um, currently, because I just gave birth December the 8th. So as it got worse, they changed and it was four, which is still to me like better than one. <laughs> so my four were my husband, my mom, my grandma, and my doula. Okay, and, great. So that's, I was able to have, you know, a good amount of people compared to a lot of other people who are only able to have one or none. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. We can go with Destiny next. Um, I, well, when I gave birth in August, we were still only allowed to have one person in the room. So um, I, of course, had my children's father in the room. I mean, as far as how I went about um, selecting that, I had a decent experience when I had my son the first time um, through UNC Hospital. Uh, I liked the prenatal care that I received, so I didn't see a need for changing it. So, okay, that's good. It's definitely hard um, since, I, like most, like you guys are saying, most people can only have one person or two. Um, Brianna was able was that was great that you were able to have a little bit more but it is, can be kind of hard like do I pick my spouse who may not know anything or if I have the option to have a doula do I pick her because she might know more about birth but it could be a little tricky so that's all just like wondering like how you guys kind of thought about it um we can go with Mia um I had my baby daddy in there um after <laughs> my first experience uh, I prefer to just have one person. I might have ha would have had my mom, um, but my mom was in New Jersey, so they just uh, by the time I found out I was pregnant, um, they were just getting off of lockdown, so it was a little bit too early for her to come down. Um, so you know, it was just me and Quayshawn there. Um, and then I went to Novant. I had um, Noah at Novant. So I, I really liked, you know, their protocols and stuff like that. So it was an easy choice. Okay. And then Ty? Um, this time around, I decided to go with midwifery. Um, and uh, <laughs> initially it was Jaysha. <laughs> and... Um, she got, you know, a new job, so, <laughs> um, and then, but she was still there throughout the pregnancy, so that was pretty cool, um, she was not, you know, so in the room, at first, okay, well, I'll go back, well, at first, when it came to the appointments, I was not allowed to have anybody, so my husband and was not allowed to come in there with me for some time, and then it's had to lean up a little bit, so I was only allowed to have just my one person, which was my husband. So he would come to my appointments. And uh, when it came to delivery, I was only allowed to have one person and my special person, which was a doula or, you know, another family member of, of whatever sort. So I had 
my husband and my doula. And that was pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, but then that didn't really bother me because I was the same. I actually was like that with my first pregnancy. I didn't want a whole lot. I didn't want a whole village in my room with me, you know. I don't mind seeing all of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it, it it wasn't it didn't bother me at all to just just to have just two people or just one. So it worked out in my favor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely happy everybody, you know, was able to have a great birth village. And sometimes you realize like you don't want a whole bunch of people in there. Like like anyway but I'm glad you know you guys were all able to be supported because I know it was some place where people couldn't have anyone which was really crazy so yeah okay so let's get into these birth stories yes my favorite part this is the the best <laughs> part <laughs> let's get into these um first start stories and we're going to try to keep them um, you know, short so we can fit everyone in. So let's start with Nia. You want to go first and start with yours? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my due date was kind of like, I know due dates are usually up in the air, but my due date was really up in the air because they didn't know really how far I was um, because I only had about eight to 10 appointments. Um, so... Um, my sorority sister came over and she was staying with me that week and she did my hair. Um, and I just kept getting really, really tight. Like she kept doing my hair and I was getting really, really tight. Usually, uh, well with Noah, I had a clear break, um, water break. Um, but I woke up one day and I was kind of like, just a little bit, um, what's the proper term, Jaysha? <laughs> a little bit what? Like what? When you woke up? Yeah. Um, so, uh, whatever. You was just wet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. think that like my water broke or anything like that, but it felt different. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me just go out about my day. I got to, you know, go to work and stuff. I had to pick my two-year-old up from daycare. Um, and right before I went to do that, um, my sorority sister was about to leave. And I, for some reason, I, it was just getting harder. Um, so I called Jaysha and we tried to figure out, <laughs> should I go to the hospital now, girl, or not? Yeah, Jaysha I was said, like timing, I was timing her contractions. I was like, no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a couple hours later I had to go. Um, so I went to the hospital. Um, I had to take a COVID test before anything. I had to take it twice because she dropped my first sample and contaminated it. Um, so I was literally having contractions while getting my COVID test. That pissed isn't even the word. Um, I was mad. Um, but finally, everything came back. Um, there's nothing like being told, ma'am, you can take that mask off. Because, listen, I wasn't trying to keep it on anyway. Um, and then, yeah, I went and I had her. Um, I don't know how long I was in labor for, but... Not that long. Yeah, it wasn't that long at all. So I just had her quickly and, and that was it. Yes, it was nice and simple. I just remember talking. I was like, oh, you had the baby already? Yeah, it was really fast. Yes, very fast. Okay. 
Well, we are so happy that Nova is here. Okay. Yes. Okay. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Okay. So, um, I would say, let me just start. So, of course, like Nia stated, um, I had to do a COVID test um, 24 hours before uh, going because uh, they knew that I was going to have the baby because I had to be induced um, due to having cholestasis. Uh, it was different this time for me uh, simply because they had a, a, a young intern um, doctor there. So um, it wasn't my my midwife it was someone else so that was a surprise but I just sort of over not overlooked that but I was like I'm more concerned about her safety so just let's just get this process going um but I didn't have any like crazy like contractions or anything um prior of course because I was induced but once they gave me the Pitocin um it was okay like mild cramps I mean I'm used to having like pretty intense cramps because I experienced that like with my monthly kind of thing but so I was okay with that but once I got to about um mm, about five to six centimeters it was just extremely intense so I did not go the natural route um I always attempt to but I don't make it so shout out to those who do I mean God gave you the strength Lord but um that's okay (laughs) So, but all in all, I just have to say one thing. Everyone always tells me that it's going to be so much easier the second time around. And I just, I just can't agree with that from, just from my experience. Um, mm-hmm. It was like harder to get her down. Like she was just stuck up there. And I don't, I, I just did not understand. Like this one was like, really, I felt like I just ran like 10 miles after her. So the first time it was like more I would say like pain because it was unexpected I didn't know what to expect but this time I was just completely tired so um I would say that's just I mean all in all it was a pretty good um birth I mean expected it's not going to be no pain whatsoever but um so yeah that's just my birth story nothing fancy Okay, I just wanted to mention for those who may not know what like cholestasis is, it basically has to do with like your liver and sometimes like what's called bowel can like build up. And like Destiny had mentioned, um, you can sometimes get like your hands start itching or your palms may itch. Um, it has to do with your um, like liver enzymes. So um, that's when she talks about being induced. That's when you're you have to we give medications that will help you to have the baby a little bit sooner. Um, And she mentioned getting Pitocin, um, which is usually used if, a lot of times for second time moms, if you're already a little bit, you know, dilated. Um, But I'm glad that everything went well. And like you, like I always say, every birth is always different. You just, I mean, most of the time that I've seen the second can be a little bit quicker, but you know, it's just, I feel like everyone's story is always so different. But thanks so much for sharing, Destiny. And then we have either Brianna or Tyshonda. I'll go. Okay. It's Brianna. (laughs) Um, Like I mentioned before, I had went to a birthing center and I had a water birth. 
and uh my birth story is really quick <laughs> this is my I'm this is my first time I'm a first time mom so I was 41 weeks exactly that day um just relaxing waiting <laughs> at that point I was like I'm not even worried about it I'm not doing no more squats I'm not doing no more walking around I'm not doing nothing I'm just whatever at this point and then <laughs> I had my first contraction and I knew because I'm like, I've never felt nothing like this before. I'm like, I think I'm having a contraction. So I'm like run upstairs and I tell my husband and I tell my mom and then they're like, oh my gosh. So they're like, you know, <laughs> freaking out. And then I'm like, well, I feel like I got a poop. So I went to the bathroom and my mom's just yelling, you better not have that baby in that toilet. <laughs> and I'm like, girl. And I'm telling her, because just from what I've read, I'm like, girl, this is just pre-labor. I'm like, I'm fine. We got hours. So I call my midwife, and she's thinking the same thing. Again, because I'm a first-time mom. She's thinking, we got hours. We got all night. Probably in her head, see you tomorrow. Oh. Oh. So she's like, you can just relax if you want. You know, try to get you a nap if you can. You Just, you have my number. You can call me. But after my first, my first contraction was like 10 minutes apart. And I might have had like two contractions that were 10 minutes apart. And then they just were going downhill from there. 10 minutes, five minutes, three minutes, two minutes. So I literally had to tell my midwife, like, I don't know about you, but I'll be at the birth center. I'll meet you there. <laughs> so we finally decided, like, this was at, my first contraction was at like five. Roman's trying to be a part of the story. Yeah, he's trying to get his shine. Long story short, once I got to the birth center. Oh, oh. oh it's okay, baby. Once I got to the birth center, I was 10 centimeters dilated. So um, she told me to try to use the bathroom, and I did, and my water broke, and I just got it in the water, and then pushed a couple times, and then he just slid right out. And that was that. Wow. <laughs> My labor was four hours. Wow. Wow. I would definitely say that is surprising for a first-time mom. That's when she texted me, oh, too. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you had the baby. So that's great. And then we have Ty Shonda. I'm loving all y'all stories. See how they're all so different. <laughs> Well, um, I could just say like this time around, it was definitely different. Um, considering the fact my first time around, I asked my first pregnancy, I had to get induced. So with this pregnancy, I was determined to stay out of the hospital as much as I could until it was time. <laughs> I didn't want to be in there for three days, but it ended up happening anyway. So... <laughs> But uh, long story short, um, I started, um, it was one night I was sitting down and I said, you know, I said, babe, let's go ahead and start trying to naturally induce our own pregnancy. <laughs> so that same night I got contract, oh, sorry, I started, I started cramping. I was just like, this doesn't feel like regular cramps. And I was just like, maybe I'm starting to have contractions. And then I couldn't sleep. That's why I was like, okay, something's happening. So that 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 um, that night, um, I was kind of counting them, and they went away. They weren't that close, but I felt them, and it wasn't that intense. I used a heating pad to kind of help soothe it, and it's how it went away the next day. 
And then I think the day after that, I started to get contractions again, but it started coming more intense that night, that night, that same night. Um, my daughter and I were like laying down on the couch and she had jerked a certain way and it hit my stomach. And that's when my, 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 my contractions started to get more and more intense. And I was like, okay, it hurts. Like whatever she just did hurt, but it wasn't her, <laughs> it was him. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, I was, I, at the, while I'm having contractions in the living room and down the hall, I'm getting our bags together, which I wish I had done earlier, but I was too lazy to do it. <laughs> so I'm over here packing stuff up, having contractions, like it was a mess. <laughs> so um, they were hurting. And then, you know, we, you know, we called my dude, we called the hospital and that was a little frustrating because it was almost as if like, they didn't know who I was. And so he, my husband was having it, you know, having to like constantly tell him, um, Chantal Bangs. I was like, he kept trying to tell them like, y'all should know who this person is. Like, like, and so like, that was a bit frustrating, especially when you're, you're like in the midst of like concentrating on your contractions. Mm -hmm. um, so we got to the hospital. I got there. I sat in the toilet. It was trying to push. I felt like I had to push and, um, um, and they were like, they checked me. I was nice and amused dilated. I was like, yes, yes. I was like, that means I can have his baby. He'd be out. But when I started to actually start pushing, it felt like I opened up a bit. Then it, after a while, the contractions became a little too intense. So I had to get medication to kind of help, um, I guess, slow down my contractions because they were actually hurting my baby. And his heart rate was dropping, which was kind of scary. <laughs> So uh, I never experienced that with my first child and they had the issue. I had to get Pitocin to help me have contractions. So this one, this experience was definitely different. Um, and then after that, um, the, medicine, the medicine they gave me to help reduce my contractions a bit, it helped his heart rate a bit, but then it, it wore off and then it started to happen again. His heart rate started dropping again. So I had to get a C-section which was something I did not want to do. But um, I was at peace with it because I knew that it would save his life. Yeah. <laughs> you say hi? Hey, <laughs> it would save his life. <laughs> so um, I didn't um, stress it too much, but then I was quite nervous. <laughs> but then uh, luckily I had Pitocin so I really, I mean, the pain went away beforehand, before getting the um, the, the C-section, but um, yeah, that, that part was pretty, pretty intense. Like I, I didn't expect that to happen, like, but um, I'm glad it did <laughs> because he's here, he's healthy and I'm healthy. So, <laughs> but overall, I mean, that's pretty much all that really happened like from what I remember. <laughs> Well, thank you ladies so much. Like everybody, like you said, everybody had a different experience. Um, I wish we could go into them more deeply, but it's a lot of you here, but I think everybody's like experience was different. And so I wanted to get into kind of a lot of one question we get a lot of times is like, how can you make yourself feel like empowered during your birth or, you know, you know, in those moments when it's like, I don't think I can do this or, you know, you can kind of get fearful. We want to just offer some advice to maybe our moms that be maybe expecting or birthing people that, you know, are kind of worried about this. So we wanted to get your 
a pink, like your, I guess, um, your, your experience with, you know, how you empowered yourself throughout your birth? Um, this is destiny. I would just say, um, throughout my birth, I was, let me just say this. So I just had to like fully, well, I understood this, but you know, just understanding that it is a blessing to be able to give birth. Um, unfortunately, a lot of women aren't, you know, able to do so but like our bodies you know they always say your bodies was made to do this um and that you know we're a vessel that's being used to bring life forward so um that's just how I empower myself um I feel like I was more present this time around um just of course I mean, having the experience with my son at first, but I really just wanted to like embrace the moment and be be present as much as I could, you know, because I had medication, but really just um, having a sense of gratitude and just being thankful that I'm able to um, give birth. So I would say that was how I empowered myself. And because I wanted to see my baby too, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. Does anybody else want to share? I want to say, this is Nia. Um, if they ask you um, or just request to have that mirror, I'm a very uh -huh. visual person. I want to see what's going on and I prefer not to talk through it. Like, you know, the nurse, my boyfriend, everyone's like, oh, you're doing great. Her head's on my... No, let me see. Let's get this mirror right here. And I want to see so I can see, okay, maybe I need like one big push left. Like, you know, I just want to see it. Um, so, yeah, definitely seeing it via a mirror makes it easier for me. Yes, I think that's really great because I've had some patients are like, I really like just when we show them it and you they can kind of see how much further they may have to go. It sometimes gives a little push. But then some people are like, that's too much. So just um, trying it out. But I think that's a great need, a great um, thing to have people to know because a lot of people don't even know you can, you know, get a mirror. So that's really right. Great. Um, and we can briefly, did anybody else wanna share before I br we briefly move into the next question? Okay. Um, I just wanted to comment on what Nia said. Um, okay, this yes. is destiny, but um, I would agree with that, absolutely. Um, the only thing for me, it was like, it was motivating to see like her finally, you know, coming out. Cause for a while when I was pushing um, and sh I didn't see no, I didn't see anything. It was a little bit discouraging, but like once, you know, I started seeing that my effort, it was actually working. It was like, okay, girl, you got this, you know, like, let's keep it going. So yes, I would definitely agree with that. About the Yeah. Day. And when you, when you have an epidural, you really can't feel exactly what's going on right it's just like the pressure mm -hmm. so when I have the mirror I can see it better um because I, I didn't know I, I really didn't feel anything right yeah <laughs> same mm -hmm. 
Um, Brianna or Tashonda, did y'all have anything to chime in? Yeah, um, this is Tashonda. Um, basically with me, I, um, I was listening to these um, declarations, if you will, a child birth and the glory. And I will listen to that every, um, every week. Um, and that was something that I, I will kind of memorize some of these that she was saying. And as I'm having contractions, I felt like I was like, this is, this is getting too hard. I would just lean on that. I would say it out, I was saying it out loud. And like my husband had, he was telling me that you were saying this stuff out loud. I was like, I didn't even realize it. I was just like, Lord, I'm leaning on you. This is all you. <laughs> like, so it's just like, um, just doing that helped empower me because I know I know where my strength came from. And so that that alone was um enough for me in, in a way. And then to a point where when even like just being rolled into the the um the surgery room, like I've never had surgery in my life. So like just knowing that I had to go to that the whole time, just like that short little roll <laughs> to the delivery room, to the um the surgery room, it was like I was praying in my head and I was just like, you know, I got the epidurals, I really can't feel anything that's going on. As a hearing, I said, here I am, I get cut open, I don't even know what that looks like. And I don't want to see that. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I didn't want to see that. <laughs> so um, but just the when he finally came out and I got, I felt him like come out my stomach and I heard him cry I cried like, I never I didn't cry for my first child um so when I first had her I was just like oh okay I'm a mom like the baby whatever but when I had when I heard him cry I cried it was a lot of emotions I was I was already a little scared but I I think for me like I didn't try to show that and so um because I wanted to be I, I wanted to make sure I wanted to be strong for myself. And I want, like, even though this wasn't expect, I would, I didn't expect this. I didn't plan no C-section like some people may do, which is cool. But um, I was just like, man, I don't know. Like, Lord, just see me through this. I'd be all right. <laughs> and so like, that was enough for me. Like just listening to those declarations really, really helped. And just leaning on that and saying those out loud as I'm pushing and doing all these different positions to get him to come out. And the more that it hurt, I even hit one of the nurses on accident. <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> it was, it was, it, they were starting to hurt, man. Like, so, um, and like I'm saying, I need, I'm like, I'm like, sorry, Jason, I need to get epidural. No, you don't. You almost there. You almost no. It's just starting to hurt too much. <laughs> like, and I was just like, wow, the concussions were so close together, and they were painful, and so. Like I said, like just, just like in my head, just like, reciting those declarations helped so much. It helped me keep my mind on what was going on, and you know, keeping my strength spiritually and physically. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. I think Terry, you want to move on to the postpartum, or? Sure. Um, yeah. I would love for you guys to. Um, especially now with, you know, COVID and us trying to reduce um, our contact with people, how have you been dealing with the um, postpartum period? What ways do you feel like you've been helped and what ways do you feel like you could have had some more support during this period? Um, well, this is Tashonda again. Um, 
postpartum was the the hardest part for me was like of course the recovering part because of the whole surgery thing that was pretty hard um um not being able to sneeze and <laughs> laugh and all of that good stuff um i and even just like dealing with like just trying to figure out how I was going to allow my parents and my husband's parents to, to see their new grandchild and dealing with that because I have a set of parents who don't who don't really follow the rules of the whole social distancing and then I have another set that does mm -hmm. so just having to be fair, I had everybody wear masks. I made sure everybody washed their hands before they touched him or whatever. And that was kind of hard because it, I didn't want to come off being rude. And, or just like, you can't hold my baby. <laughs> so, um, but that was pretty hard because I was like, I just didn't want to rub my loved ones the wrong way. And my brother hasn't even met his nephew. And so like, he's been home because they live in Pennsylvania and he's been home and he's, we haven't been around, he hasn't met his, his nephew. And I feel bad when it's like, he, you know, that, that's, that's his only nephew. So like so in some cases like that, it's just like, it starts to really like hit, if you will. Um, and then also with the healing part, like the whole, yeah, like I wish I had more, I was seen, I wish I had more appointments in regarding my C-section healing because I actually started to develop an infection and didn't even realize it. And like, I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't feel like I got proper information on how to take care of that. So um, like oh, that, wow. yeah, like that, that's not cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um but luckily at the time of my appointment, um, I actually, the midwife I dealt with, she actually caught it just before it got any worse. And so I'm actually still like dealing with it in a, in a sense, it's still very tender. It has its moments when it gets red or whatever, but it's just, it's a lot. Um, I didn't realize that that came with so much. Like, I couldn't wash it properly. Like that's an issue for me. So like, <laughs> like I, I, I mean, I don't wish that on nobody, honestly. I mean, unless you have to get it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That'll help us moms. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, this is Nia, that um, with my first child, I had so much help. Um, oh! my sorority sisters, uh, my family. Um, but since then, my family's moved back to New Jersey. So, um, you know, I'm a new mama, but I miss my mama. And she <laughs> still has not come to see him because obviously, you know, a lot of stuff has been going down. So, like, I miss my family, like, period. Um, but I did gain someone that was really supportive, um, a local doula um, who helped me um, with part of the process in encapsulating my placenta and my um, postpartum bath and the baby's postpartum bath. So I'm glad that I had that, but I still miss my mama. Yes. <laughs> oh, Nia. Uh, this, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Destiny. Um, and I would like, like, 
I can relate to you, Nia, as far as that, but mine is a little bit opposite. So when I had my son the first time around, you know, everybody was just living their life. And my, like my sister lived, uh, was not here in North Carolina. My mom wasn't either. Um, So this time around, I actually have more support than I did the last time. And with um, COVID and everything going on, it actually, in my opinion, I have more support, you know, than I did. I mean, of course, everyone wears their masks and like wash their hands and different things like that. I mean, I have a small immediate family anyway, but I do feel like um, this time around, I was able to receive more support and it like prevented me. I feel like I'm doing pretty well as far as postpartum um, mentally. Um, and I'm definitely more open to share. Like if I do feel like I'm having like a bad day, um, or just feeling overwhelmed. Um, I'm, I feel more comfortable sharing that this time around than what I did. Um, then, then I did with, with my son. Um, and overall, it's just then it's a better experience postpartum wise. Um, and I'm just, I'm grateful for that. Um, this is Brianna. I was going to say, I'm with Nia. Um, I need my mommy, okay? <laughs> Luckily, um, me and my husband, we're getting a house built, so I've been staying with my mom. So luckily, I'm home. I have my husband, I have my mom, I have my sister. So I feel like postpartum was pretty easy. And my grandma, she came over all the time, too. And she was the mass police, so <laughs> like what I was saying, like, you know, naturally you feel bad. Like, you, you don't want to rub loved ones the wrong way like you can't hold my baby or put your mask on but I had her to do that uh you gonna get this temperature check and you gonna get this mask <laughs> and you can wash your hands <laughs> but but surprisingly I feel like a lot of people like loved ones or friends and stuff naturally you know they didn't like even if now I'm like it's okay if it's someone I trust that I've been around like you can take your mask off they're like no so that's pretty cool I feel like a lot of people have been really understanding like I had to put a mask on there's a baby here I'm like okay well that was easy so I feel like my postpartum has been pretty easy and I've had a lot of help okay thank you ladies for sharing as we're kind of wrapping up here I came across this quote and it said that being a mother is learning about strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with fears you never knew existed so as we kind of close out, what's one piece of advice that you would have for new or expecting moms? And also, if you want to, you can share your Instagram or how people can get in contact with you, because a lot of moms, you know, just have questions and want, you know, to feel supported from kind of like we want birthers to be kind of like a sisterhood. So if you want to share, you can. Um, but just a piece of advice that you have for them that they can kind of take away from our um, episode today. Um, this is destiny. I would just say um, a piece of advice. If you have people that you trust around, well, I understand it's the pandemic, but, you know, following the guidelines with someone that you trust with your child, um, just really take, really accept help. I would say that um, if it's there, um, I'm sure that's pretty general because sometimes I don't know, sometimes I'm very, I can get very overwhelmed, especially like the first go round. Um, and I wanna feel like I can do this, you know, on my own. I don't really need any help. That was like a little phase I was going through, but I realized it's okay to like say, okay, I do need 
you to watch the baby for an hour for me, you know, whether it's dad or um, someone else that you trust, uh, just so I can get some rest and fill up myself. Because once you start that cycle of like being overwhelmed and overly exhausted, it's just downhill from there. So I learned that from experience. So I, my suggestion and my um, advice would just be to be like open to help if you have it. And uh, I'm sorry, and don't forget about yourself either. So that's that's my advice. Thanks, Destiny. I think that's really great advice. I would say, this is Nia. I would say, honestly, if you can, and if you're open to it, encapsulate your placenta. This has been something I have wanted to do since my first child, and I took his... Um, placenta home as well but I encapsulated hers and I seriously do notice a difference in a change of my um my postnatal care of my mood blood hair loss like everything and I really do think that it is um definitely an investment um but it's a positive investment um, and I, I mean, I'm an advocator and you can follow me on Nia Boo, N-I-A-B-O-O on any social media platform, even Clubhouse, um, you know, so if you have any questions about encapsulations, I'm your girl. Yes, I think that's great, Nia. A lot of, a lot of people don't know about that. So I think mm-hmm. you would be a great, um, especially I want to actually ask you questions about it too. So thank you for sharing that. No problem. Uh, this is Tyshonda. I think the only advice I will give is just like, just take it one day at a time. I mean, especially like every, every state of pregnancy has its ups and downs from the, the moment you get pregnant <laughs> and from the moment you deliver um, and even after. So just take it one day at a time, be, be gentle with yourself and um, understand that you and the baby are both learning. This is, it's new. Even from, even for those who have multiple kids, I can say, I'm sure <laughs> I can say for myself personally, he's different from my daughter when it comes to breastfeeding, sleeping, just overall, everything is different. It's like being a new mom all over again. So it just, I just learned to be patient with myself and be kind to my husband <laughs> and to still give my daughter attention and, you know, and understand that even though um, I have two kids, I still love them the same in the midst of all of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cause it's, it's, it's a lot, it could be a lot mentally. Um, yes. You're not getting any rest and um, not eating like you should. <laughs> and that, that that's the hardest part for me was this even like I'm still struggling trying to eat right or my husband like did you eat breakfast I will forget to eat breakfast and I'm over here giving him everything and I'm just like you're draining me and I'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I have to just you know and also trying to get into routines like just understand just understand that it's going to take time it is not going to happen overnight so it's good this is Brianna. I think my advice would be to get a doula. 
Um, I always heard about doulas. Jaysha always talked about doulas. You just hear doula, doula, doula. And it's like, eh, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and at the time, <laughs> because I paid out of pocket for the water birth, I'm like, last thing I'm thinking about is a doula. But now I'm like, doula, 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 get a doula. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I would have done without my doula. Like, literally, I remember. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Because I remember, like, I'm like, she probably went home with scratches all on her back and arm. Because I remember, like, gripping her <laughs> and, like, just her just keeping me focused, reminding me to breathe, just looking me in my eyes, making just making me feel safe and just reminding me to, like, breathe and motivating me like we already here you can do this and yeah I really was like wow I don't know what I would have actually done without her so yeah get a doula yeah thanks so much so true I don't know I wouldn't done without you Jaysha (laughs) take a time around and did it girl yes Oh my gosh, I feel like this could have been like the whole season. Like right. this conversation could go on for hours um and hours, but we're so thankful for you ladies, you know, the sac- sacrifice your time, you know, time, you know, away from your families and trying to balance um, you know, taking care of these babies while also talking to us. <laughs> Look at him. Oh my god. Hey. <laughs> um so yeah, like I just I think on behalf of all moms, you know, new moms, expecting moms, I thank you guys for the gems and your transparency and just your honesty um surrounding your birth stories. I know that you'll probably get a lot of, you know, questions or comments um, when we post this episode because you guys shared so much that we could really break down and talk about more. Yes, this conversation was very insightful and it's a, it's a whole bunch of mamas on here. I ain't a mama yet, so I've been learning from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like, um, Yeah, I just learned so much and I'm so grateful for you ladies. So many women will, you know, learn so much and be empowered through the conversation that we had today. And I just wanted to mention um, that we will be also featuring birth stories on Instagram. So we'll have, you know, moms coming here to tell their stories, but we'll also have moms that if you like to write, you know, journal, you can write out your story and send it to us and we'll be featuring moms on our page as well. So just another way that moms will have the opportunity to share their stories. So um, we're just so excited. And are there any final words from any of our guests? I just want to thank you ladies again so much. Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning into Birthish the Podcast. Please remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe and rate us, please. And always remember that birth is your own journey and continue to grow and flourish each day. And until next time, stay on your birth-ish. Bye, ladies. Bye, ladies. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having us. Bye-bye.